Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. As always, I'm super excited and honored to be here. So here we are rolling into season two as we go into the second episode. And as I really reflected on it and was thinking about everything that I talked about in our last episode, I was just kind of setting the stage to let you guys know what to expect with Plan Ahead moving forward and the kind of systems and everything that I kind of work with and want to what I want to just teach you guys and educate you guys on to really help transform and change your lives. Cause essentially at the end of the day, that's what I'm truly here to do. That's what I feel like is my soul's purpose. And as my personal journey and everything that I've been through has been quite a wild ride. And I feel like I wouldn't be standing in my integrity today if I haven't been through the experiences and what I actually teach people and educate them on that I've personally been through it. So standing in my integrity is so important to me because I want you to know that I've been there and I know what it feels like. And beyond all of that, I don't feel it's right. You know, you can't just talk your talk, but you have to walk your walk. So I actually wanted to explain a little bit of my journey and what I've been through that's kind of brought me here to become so unbelievably passionate about what I do. and. Beyond that, there's a lot that goes into it to make me, me and the practitioner I am today. But for me, I personally wanted just to share a little glimpse more of my story. And I have done this in past episodes, but I just want to share a little bit more so you guys can really get a glimpse and a look into Melanie and who I am. And as I said, why I'm so fucking passionate about what I do. So for me, I just want to take you guys back to when I was a child and I was a little kid and I was such a bright bubbly kid that I loved animals. I remember when I was little, I was like, I want to be a veterinarian. And then I thought about like giving animals a shot. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do it or surgery. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that to be me. And then, but I had a very vivid imagination. I love to play. Like I, I'm going to openly admit, I don't even care, but I played with my Barbies till I was like 11 or 12. I don't care. I admit it. I love them. <laughs> I love to use my imagination, but that was me. And as a kid, though, I always remember being told, oh, Melanie, calm down. You have too much energy. You're so hyper. And for me, that it was hard to hear that because everywhere I went, I was always being told to like calm down, be quiet. And that was just kind of part of me. And I remember when I got diagnosed with ADHD and it having a diagnosis like that slapped on you at such a young age, I think I was probably about eight, I think, when I officially got quote unquote diagnosed with this the sickness, or so they say it was, and I got put on, they put me on Ritalin. And I remember when I started taking the medication, it was super embarrassing to me 
because it was something that I remember when I would take it, it just literally, the only way I could describe it was it dulled my light. It, it took my light away from me and it made me feel like a zombie. And beyond that, it was embarrassing because when I was at school, I would have to, because I think the life of Ritalin was what, like four to six hours, you know, I would take it in the morning and then I would go to school and I would have to take it in the afternoons. And I always try to sneak not taking my medication in the morning. And if I didn't, I would always get caught because my teachers would call my parents like, Melanie didn't take her medication today. And I remember the teachers like calling me out in front of people. I'm like, man, like, what the fuck? Like, I just remember being so sucky as a kid. So I tried to do what I, I could and just be the best I could even being on this medication. And I was on medication from, from Ritalin, I went to Adderall as I got older and even through college. And then I realized I was like, what is happening? And that was like that big pivotal moment, but I'll talk about that later. And for me, even growing up, I had a very mentally and physically abusive father. And so for me, I just never felt like I was safe, you know, where I always felt like I was walking on eggshells in the house. And I personally know that my father did the absolute best that he could. And I mean, he was hundred percent Italian. So, and he was raised in a very strict manner. And I mean, he just did what he, what he knew. And, you know, as the generations have changed, a lot of things have changed how we look at parenting in general. And I mean, how I parent my son now is very different than how, it, how I was parented, but I wanted to learn those lessons from that process myself. And I, so I look at everything as a gift beyond that, but it, for me, it was just hard because I never really felt that safe in general. So I was always secluded and kind of scared and then being on the medication and kind of dulled my light. So I was kind of very conflicted on how to feel. So I kind of just kept to myself. And I also had a brother that had pretty severe OCD and he never really got the help that he needed because my mom worked so much that she, I mean, she was in school full time and she, while doing all of this, it was hard for me growing up because I didn't quite get much attention. If anything, I was more being told just to be quiet. And because my mother worked so much and was doing so much to try to help all of us, she was just exhausted and tired. So what tended to happen was she kind of just gave in to his needs and what he wanted and his needs of just the obsessive part. So, and he was in OCD with the intrusive thoughts of, um, a lot of germs. So, I mean, he would wash his hands so much that they were raw and it broke my heart to see this for this poor kid. And he also had a thing about lights and that kind of stuff. So all the, the lights had to be off, the cabinets and doors had to be closed and I couldn't listen to music because it was just too loud and all the things. So it was very hard for me to just live. So once again, it was that feeling of that common theme for me is not feeling safe and that I don't matter. So I had a lot of odds against me to really allow myself to just be me. So as I continued to grow up, I tried to just be, um, you know, your typical teenage kid and I, as growing up, I noticed I tended to get sick a lot. And uh, that was also strange. Like my mom would always joke, like, Melanie, you're always sick. You're always sick. I literally went to the doctor all the time. And I remember having just really bad periods that 
were so heavy and painful that I got put on birth control at a really young age because they were so painful. And the doctors were like, well, here you go. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. So I kind of just did that. And I remember when my gut issues really started, it kind of coincided even when I actually caught mono and I had the Epstein-Barr virus and I had it so bad, it almost killed me. I was out of school for a month. I remember it was like my freshman year and, and I mean, Epstein-Barr virus is something that definitely stays with you forever. And I just, as I said, the common thing was like, oh, Melanie's always sick. And I had all these periods. So it was between this issue and that issue, there's always kind of something going on for me. And when my stomach issues really started, so I just noticed I would, I had a lot of just quote unquote IBS symptoms. And that's kind of what I went with and go to the doctors and be like, oh, you just have IBS. I'm like, what does it mean? They're like, take some Miralax and Metamucil. You'll be all better. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh God. But that, so that was really hard to process and go through that as well. And I, through everything that I've been through at this point, I, as I said, I never really felt safe. I felt like I didn't matter. And that as I, oh, I also started this really big disassociating habit where I would kind of disassociate through the days to help myself get by between my mother, not feeling her feelings, my brother, just having a hard time dealing with his OCD. So there was a lot of odds that were, I felt against me that made things really hard for me to move through. So I started to date a quote unquote bad boy. And I did this towards, I think I was like 15 when I started dating this particular person and they were not good for me in any way, shape or form, but all I knew was dysfunction. So what do you do is, I mean, you, you look at people that date really bad people and it's just cause that's just what they know. And it's like, energetically, it's what they feel is right. So I just went with it and I went with the flow and did this really awful person. And at the same time I was dating this person, my dad's best friend started to groom me. He started grooming me when I was probably like eight or 10 and you know, giving me money and doing these little things for me. And then like, as I got older, he really started to groom me and it got much worse, but beyond that, but I went through this stuff and I'm sharing, cause these are the things that I've been through and I've been through the trauma and I didn't even realize how bad it was until I got much, much older as I got into therapy. But also through all the abuse and everything that I went through, it, it caused my body, my body to shut down. And I couldn't digest anything. I always felt bloated. I had constant headaches and brain fog. And because of that underlying theme of not feeling safe, I really acted out on risky behavior and I started to use drugs to cope. And I became addicted to tons of different drugs over the years. And I just used them to numb myself because it's only the only tools that I had in my toolbox at the time to really make myself feel better. And I also started, I wanted the sense of control. So I started with eating disorders and they were awful. I mean, I yo-yoed, my weight was always between 10 and 30 pounds. Some days I would starve myself, some I would throw up and then I would binge eat. So it was this weird, vicious loop that I constantly got stuck in. I just felt like I was a slave to it and I couldn't get out. And for me, as I went through all of it, this, there was this 
big pivotal point. You know, we all reach that rock bottom moment. And I feel like we all need to do that too. We finally realize this isn't for me. This isn't serving me anymore. I need to make a fucking change because enough's enough and I can't keep going. And I remember that moment. I was laying on the bathroom floor and I was shoving animal crackers in my mouth. So I remember I would buy this big value pack of animal crackers, which now I think back on all that gluten. I'm like on the floor dying for many reasons. And I just crying and telling myself I can't live like this because I didn't even understand at that particular time that it wasn't about just calories. I thought calories are just like what you ate in a day and that's all that mattered. So I would try to shove and like I would try to binge and overeat like crazy one day and I would eat as much as I could and then starve myself the next. It was a really weird cycle. But I remember the shoving food in my mouth being so full, feeling like I was going to throw up and I just kept eating more and more. And I was laying on the bathroom floor right next to the toilet. I just remember staring at the toilet on the floor being like, I can't live like this anymore. I have to make a change. And in that moment was like head on the ground, literally rock bottom moment. And I knew it was time to make a change. So the next morning I got up, I started doing research and I started coming up with what can I do to to feel better because this is not serving me anymore. So I started to exercise and I started to eat better. I decided enough was enough and really started to face what was going on within me, what was causing me to have these eating disorders, why I had this constant need to diet all the time and always like this outside perspective of what was going on with me and then you know realizing it was more about what was going on on the inside and I fixed my relationship with food I stopped the yo-yoing piece I really started to work on healing my gut and reducing the bloat and just the digestive distress and symptoms I was going through I worked on healing my hormones got off birth control stayed away from that world wanted to naturally take care of myself and figure out what was going on and I just had, I had severe adrenal fatigue and just from all the stress and everything that my body's went through. So really working on that piece as well, I decided to get into therapy. I started doing just basic talk therapy. And then I realized through the talk therapy that there was so much going on in my life that I've been through and a lot of trauma that I remember looking at my therapist one day and being like, yep, all right, we've been doing this for a while now. So uh, what do we do? I was like, I don't know where to go from here because like we just keep talking about the same things. And she's like, have you ever heard of EMDR before? And at the time I didn't know much about it. So her and I touched base and we talked a little bit more about it and when we did that, I was like, that's exactly what I need. So it helps kind of connect your reptilian brain and your prefrontal cortex and they kind of connect, make new neural pathways. So I started to do that so I could go in and release all the trauma and the things that I've been through. Yes, it's still going to be there, but it was a big piece for me to not let it affect me and trigger me constantly when I went through every single day of my life. So I mean, my poor husband is my saint. He's my guardian angel, but my goodness, that poor guy was really there for me to help support me through a lot of stuff as I started going through this journey. And one of the biggest pieces for me that made such a big change was when I started and I hired a coach and a personal trainer to really work with and help. Cause I was that constant workout warrior person where I was like, I got to work out all the time. And I kept noticing I would go to the gym and I was like, why am I not seeing any change? And like, nothing's happening. And I felt like I could sit on a spin bike till the cows come home, but I wasn't seeing much of a shift. So working with the trainer really helped me see my body from a different perspective that I've never had before. And I really wanted just to learn how to overcome everything that I've, I've been through. And as I started to do that, I just started becoming so fascinated as I started working on my body and getting healthier and feeling better and all the 
all the changes that I've been through, just eating better, exercising, doing the therapy and all that. It made me realize I am, this is what I love. I love this stuff. I find it so fascinating how the mind works and everything like that. And especially with food, I remember working with my trainer being like, I love everything about nutrition. This is something that I want to do. And then it dawned on me, I'm like, I can't do this. So I went back to school and I decided to become a nutritionist. And as I went through that world, I was so fascinated. So for me, my main focus was in treating and preventing disease. And as I really started to learn about that, especially with plant-based nutrition, I learned that as I started working with people, that it's not just about the food you eat. Because I could literally prescribe you exactly what to eat and tell you, do this, do this, do this. Yes, you're going to lose weight. Yes, you're going to feel better. But is it going to give you that long-term change and results that you need? If you don't work on your mindset, it's not going to stick. And that's when I realized it's so much more than the food we physically eat with our mouths and goes into our body, but it's about the food we feed our brain. And it's equally just as important, sometimes if not more, because if we don't transform our relationship with ourselves and food, we're not going to be able to transform how we look on the outside. We got to work on the inside first, inside out. And I learned that as I got into the mindset stuff, that looking more into the life coaching piece was so important to me as well. So that's when I was able to really merge and put everything together, not just being a nutritionist, not just being a health coach, not just being a life coach, to merge it all together, to have all these different tools in my toolbox. I also do Reiki and I also do IET, which is another form of energy work like Reiki. So there's a lot of different tools that I have in my toolbox that makes me me and the services that I offer and what I do. But beyond that, it was very cool for me to combine all these different modalities to make this really unique process. And that what I do and the strategies that I personally use for clients, that's really cool because it's been through my years of being in this industry and really understanding and really compiling all the data from, as I was talking about the last episode is compiling all the data, what I've seen people go through and what they struggle with most to really figure out what they need. So what I've done, I wanted to share with you guys is that as of now in my life, I definitely feel like I'm the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my body inside and out. And I think one of the coolest things for me is that I've reached a point where I feel very present and very aware and that I don't use substances at all anymore to escape reality. And I don't sit there and disassociate to get through my days. And now I can be here to help women truly and deeply transform their relationship not only with themselves, but with food and to really help them integrate their, their gut issues, their sleep issues to being consistent, locking in these solid routines that really make them feel good that I figured out the system that really works for everybody. So I wanted to touch base on a couple little of my like different little milestones. I kind of call them or like my little secrets that I use for clients to really help them give this life-changing shift. So what I'm going to do is I just want to touch base on each of them. I definitely want to go way more in depth on different episodes, but I just kind of wanted to plant the seed for you guys to listen to a little glimpse into my systems of what makes Plan Ahead unique and different than everybody else's. And for these episodes coming forward, as I go into all these different milestones and kind of talk about them, you'll definitely want to make sure you have a pen and paper to take notes because I feel like each one is going to be really transformative. So I'm just going to touch base a little bit on each one now and just share it with you. And then we'll kind of go from there. 
So for my first milestone, so what's cool about all these is an entire system. And what I love about it is that within this system, it's very catered to everybody's individual needs because your story is going to be different than your neighbor's story, your friend's story, your aunt, whatever. We're all, everything that we've been through. So I always have said this, that we view and see the world through the lens of our experiences. And what my experience is, is going to be completely different than yours. And what I love about the system is that it's catered to everybody's individual needs and can be, it's within the certain framework, but it's worked out to what you need as a listener individually. So the first one is getting crystal clear and getting crystal clear on the bigger vision that you have for yourself is so essential to make a sustainable change. And that's what I love about it is that you really get that power to get in there and figure out this is what I need because what your plan is going to be is going to be different than your friends. And then two is we go out with the bad and in with the good. So we start to get as we get crystal clear on what habits and behaviors that are really holding you back from living your best life, we can start to create a new aligned narrative for you. So we we dig in deep. We, we really dissect and we look through stuff. I have tons of different worksheets and stuff that we work through and use, but we dig in deep to really figure out what's that root cause piece and really release it and let it go because it's not serving you anymore and we don't have to hold on to it anymore. And the next one is really just working on kicking stress and fatigue to the curve because being stressed and feeling tired are some of the biggest hurdles that most of us deal with on a daily basis and really deeply checking in with the body to see what's going on is so powerful. So we'll go in and we'll approach it and look and see what's stressing me out. Why am I so tired all the time? And look at all those moving pieces to really, again, get to that root cause piece of what's causing it in the first place to get rid of it, not just band-aid it, but get, get it the fuck out of there. And then the next one is building consistent routines for strong foundation and your in your daily life. Because a lot of us, I just see across the board, are always struggling with keeping the consistency needed to make a sustainable change. And sometimes it can feel really, really daunting. So coming up with a system that's based around your life, not just my, your work life, but your work and fun and play, like the whole thing as a whole, that what makes you as a listener, you, we really figure that out. And we try to figure out how can we build everything around your life? Because that's how it becomes sustainable and realistic. And the last one is just finishing strong and feeling really empowered. So for each milestone, they build off one another and create a system that's built around your life is how it's all possible. And that's, what's really neat is that we look at everything as a whole. So to kind of take that as a big picture view of everything is that each milestone works off each other and that each one tackle something differently that I feel like is what makes that sustainable change. What's going to make it so you can get to that place that you want to be. So I talked before, it's not just, it's about getting from point A to point Z, but it's like, how do you get there? And that's where these milestones, each individually lay out the stepping stones that you need to get there. So in the coming episodes, expect to hear about each milestone, how you can dive into it and how you can personally tap into yourself and really get to this new, beautiful place you never experienced before. So I look forward to really sharing all this with you and helping you really step into this place that you've never felt before because that's what I love doing and I look forward to it. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you all listening to today's episode and I will be talking with all of you soon. So have a beautiful, lovely week and take care. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. 
There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that'll kickstart your wellness journey today. Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust.